This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Lead me, guide me along the way, for if you lead me I cannot stray. Lord, let me walk each day with thee. Lead me, O Lord, lead me. Sometimes it seems of deepest gloom, 
Sometimes where Eden's bowers bloom By water still or troubled sea Still tis his hand that leadeth me Lord, I would place thy hand in mine Nor ever murmur or repine Content whatever lot I see Since tis thy hand that leadeth me He leadeth me, he leadeth me By his own hand he leadeth me His faithful follower I would be For by his hand he leadeth me And when my task on earth is done when by thy grace the victory's won In death's cold wave I will not flee Since God through Jordan leadeth me He leadeth me, he leadeth me By his own hand he leadeth me His faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me. Yes, his faithful follower I would be, for by his hand he leadeth me. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a neighborhood, Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tagg. Thanks today to Jim Howrood and Debbie Tagg, our musicians. And our recording engineer is Isaac Christensen. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio, 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 or by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue. Amory, Wisconsin, and again through our website at www.nuicparish.org. A church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, Worshiping in Jesus' name, you are the present location of the church. You may want to have a cloth to lay down before you, a candle and a cross. You might enjoy making a small worship space to enhance your at-home worship experience. You may also want to have a Bible or Bibles for the kids. 
As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence. And we begin with the call to worship. God's promises are sure. We will go where God sends us. God has richly blessed us. We will be a blessing to others. We'll then continue with the confession of sin and of the absolution. We confess our sins before God and one another. God of promise, you have given us all we are and all we have, and still we have not trusted you fully. We have tried to be God in our own lives, hurting ourselves and those around us in our attempts to control. Wash us clean in the waters of your salvation and bring us back into right relationship with you. God welcomes you home with open arms and forgives you all your sin for the sake of Jesus Christ. By the power of the Holy Spirit, live in the promises of God's love freely given. Amen. Pass me not, O gentle Savior, Hear my humble cry While on others thou art calling Do not pass me by Savior, Savior Hear my humble cry While on others thou art calling Do not pass me by let me at a throne of mercy find a sweet relief. Kneeling there in deep contrition, help my unbelief. Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art Seek thy face, heal my wounded, broken spirit, save me by thy grace, Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry, while on others thou art calling, do not pass Thou the spring of all my comfort, more than life to me. Whom have I on earth beside thee? Whom in heaven but thee? Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art called, shadow of turn. 
Continue with the litany. Go from all you know to the place I will send you. We trust you to lead us. I will care for you on the journey. Uh, we will trust you to guide us. I will give you stability, family, and a place to call home. We do trust you to care for us. I will bless you to be a blessing to the world. We will proclaim your love in our words and our actions. I will be your God and we will be your people. Let us continue with the uh, prayer of the day. God of blessing, you called Abraham and Sarah to leave all they knew in order to follow you. And without hesitation, they went. Give us that same trust in you that we might follow where you lead. Amen. 
I'd encourage you to now share the sign of peace. Bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today. Beginning with a touch on the forehead and using the Trinity formula, be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And again, a reminder that that's one of our callings and as we go through this service, you'll be challenged, I hope, to give that sign of peace to those around you and in our community. I'd like to share the Old Testament lesson and the New Testament lesson and then do the children's sermon today. I'd like to share the text from Genesis 13, verse, or 12, verses 1 through 9. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abraham took his wife Sarai and his brother's son Lot and all the possessions that they had gathered and the persons whom they had acquired in Haran. And they set forth to go to the land of Canaan. When they had come to the land of Canaan, Abraham passed through the land to the place at Shechem to the Oak of Morah. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he moved on to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and A on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and invoked the name of the Lord and Abram journeyed on by stages toward Negev. The second text is from Matthew, the 28th chapter, verses 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Well, let's talk to our young neighbors a little bit. Young people, it's hard when we get a candy bar or get a, something we call a blessing to share it sometimes. But I remember I was taught very clearly when I'd get something at school like a Snickers bar or something like that. When I went home, I didn't open it until I got home, and we would divide it into four pieces in which each of us got a bite, and that was it. As I got older, though, I got a little more selfish, I have to admit. I, I would take the whole bar. And maybe as I got richer, I would buy a bar for everyone else, but I wanted to make sure I had the full bar myself. Now, as we deal with that, I'm hoping that you understand that blessings are given in the Bible so that they can be shared. So if God has done something good for you, you want to do that same good thing to others as you are able. We had a at, at Bible camp where I worked at Wapagasset. Uh, one week we had, uh, well, one summer, every we had one meal a week in which we'd put out a big pizza. Now you guys like pizza, right? Some of you like it more than others, and some of you have bigger appetites than others. 
what we did though was trying to help our young people take a look and just to kind of see uh, how they could uh, how they would share so if your name started at the start of the alphabet in other words if you had a name like Abel or Ann or something like that you would be the first one to get pizza and you could take as much as you wanted and then the second person in the cabin and there were usually seven kids and one counselor you could take as much as you wanted and the third and fourth and sometimes by the time it got to the last person there wasn't any pizza left how do you think you would have felt about that time well that happened we, we did a lot of discussion afterwards and they all got some pizza later on but it was just kind of helping to understand that we share what we have and one week in particular it hit me we had a man from Ethiopia. It was after Ethiopia had gone through a horrible famine. And uh, he came to camp to speak to us that day. And he shared different things. And uh, one kid in particular that was at camp was really a troublemaker and just obstinate and arrogant and uh, would uh, not listen to anybody. And so when the Ethiopian was speaking, he said a word that sounded a little different with his accent. And the kid said, yeah, the word isn't said that way or pronounced that way and the Ethiopian looked at him and quietly said oh I think it is and he gave him the root word in five different languages and then said this is the way it's said in English well that didn't set too well for the kid but that night the Ethiopian sat with him at the pizza table and the Ethiopian's name started with an A so he got to start the other kid had to wait and watch to see what was going to happen the Ethiopian took one slender little piece of pizza and handed it to the next person. And after hearing the stories from Ethiopia and hunger and famine and seeing him do that, all the kids took a slender little piece, even that obstinate, arrogant one. And the pizza went around twice for the first time ever. They had learned to share what had been given them by a man who had lost so much but still was willing to share the blessings that he had. May we learn from each other how to share those good gifts that God has given us so that the gifts go around time and time again, touching other people's lives. Well, let's fold our hands, bow our heads, close our eyes, and join in a prayer. Thank you, God, for creating such a beautiful, wonderful world. Thank you for the many, many blessings that you give each one of us. Help us, encourage us to share those blessings so that there's enough for everyone. Take good care of these kids. In your name we pray, amen. Well, we'll continue on with another song. Jesus bids us shine with a clear, pure light Like a little candle burning in the night In this world of darkness we must shine You in your small corner and I in Jesus bids us shine first of all for him Well he sees and knows it if our light is dim 
to again start uh, the message using the narrative uh, lectionary which we get from Luther's seminary that uh, we use almost every week but they give the main idea that they want us to kind of look at and focus on and so uh, here's what they say about this week's text God's relationship with humanity was still fairly young with the paint still drying on the covenant God made with Noah God sought to solidify the covenant with one of Noah's descendants. God chose Abram and Sarai. And God expected the blessings they received to become blessings for the world. When Abram, Sarai, and Lot arrived in Canaan, the land promised to them, they didn't settle there immediately. They passed through the land and pitched their tents in the hill country east of Bethel. They were there, they passed through the land, but it wasn't yet time for them to claim their God-given right to the land. God had bigger plans that would take years to develop. It would be a couple centuries before Jacob finally settled there. The text doesn't clearly indicate why Abram continued his nomadic lifestyle despite God's promise of the land, except to say that they were, there were Canaanites living in the land at the time. Certainly that could have been a deter deterrent to settling there. Abram would need time to cultivate a large family that could be an intimidating enough presence to take the land from its current inhabitants. To our sensibilities, a promise that cannot be filled in our own lifetime is a promise broken. But in God's time, a promise fulfilled for our descendants is just as good as one fulfilled for us. This is especially so because the promise is not to bless the individual or even the family. The promise is to bless the family so that the family can be a blessing to the world. When we consider the outward movement of God's blessing, the promise is fulfilled even as the blessings slowly unfold. We are often told that life is short. Seize the day, no time like the present. This works best, however, when we don't look at it as a call to impatience, but as an openness to opportunity. When we have a dream, and especially when our dreams are driven by a sense of call, we do, not, we do need to be ready to jump when the window of opportunity opens. But we can also find happiness and blessing during the waiting time or period. Sometimes a dream is the right dream, but now is not the right time. We can use that time to be a blessing even as we prepare ourselves for when the timing is right for our dream to be fulfilled. We need not waste the waiting. Abram led a full life while he waited for God to prepare his family to be a blessing to the world. He lived his life to bless others long before God settled them in Canaan.
I'd like to kind of take that and, and look at that uh, as to how we see that unfolding in the church today and since. But the first thing that we always hear on this was Abraham's call to go. I don't want to, I don't know how this is going to come across the radio or whatever, but I, I remember hearing this from one of our friends who was preaching on this and they had heard in a Scottish accent, and I won't try to do that, but uh, Abraham was in the land of Ur, and God said, go. In fact, God said, get out! That usually woke the audience up a little bit when he said that, but it was kind of important for us to understand that God wasn't just kind of saying, you know, it'd be nice, Abraham, if you go. He wanted him to get out from where he was, to receive a blessing so that he could bless the whole world through him. Now we see that in Abraham and that it's interesting that three of the major religions in our world, the Jewish faith, the Muslim faith, and the Christian faith, all claim Abram as their grand, great granddaddy or whatever, father of their, their faith in many ways. So he had quite an impact. Some would say it was not always the way it should be, but you can see what God was doing. He was moving, and through his descendants, the world has been blessed many times over. Last week, I shared a little bit about the Elk Indians and how Jim Elliott, there was some people that were pretty, thought that maybe Jim Elliott and those guys shouldn't have gone to the Elk Indians. Because sometimes people say the missionaries, they went to places where uh, you should have just let the people live their happy little life. Well, again, as you heard the story of how violent the Alka Indians were, it was important for the good news to be shared there. And even though Jim Elliott didn't get to see his dream fulfilled in many ways during his lifetime, over 200 people wanted to become missionaries to the Alka Indians shortly after Jim Elliott was killed and the other four. It had a tremendous impact and the Alka nation changed where it became a peaceful nation or tribe. Isn't that what we want? Or you think of Paul who went and spread the gospel through the Israel and through the surrounding countryside and how the church grew and grew with the Gentiles and it blessed them and how his dream would go to Rome and yet he went to Rome in chains but he shared the faith in prison with the Praetorian Guard, and so slowly the Roman Empire was changed. Now one of the things that we got to remember is that Paul and Jim and others did it through giving of themselves, sharing the blessings, and went through tremendous persecution and even death. When Charlemagne became president, he decided, or the king or emperor, he decided that they would make everybody Christian and by force they tried to and that I think the church ended up suffering. And I think we dare be a little cautious today when we hear uh, a Christian nationalism being talked about in our country where we want to force people to be Christian. That's not God's way. God's way is working in and through people who love others, serve others, care for others, and who by their words and their actions speak 
of love and of mercy and of forgiveness. Being in power, we don't always do that so well. I think of Dan Nelson who went to China, who was a distant relative, and I heard the story as a young person growing up, and as he was on a barn, they say, he received the call to go to China from the small town of Eagle Grove, Iowa. He'd been in, uh, in the Naval or been traveling the world over, and maybe it had some contact with China before, but there he was on a farm and he got that call and he got off the roof and went and told his wife. But it's interesting that Dan Nelson had a number of years, he and five children went over and his wife, but he was killed later by a stray bullet from some outlaws in the area. Another one of his sons was killed in the first hijacking of an airline. It wasn't an easy thing. In fact, another son was killed by the communists that was trying to take over China in the 30s and held him kidnapped, held him, or they kidnapped him and held him for months, but then finally killed him. That call cost him a lot. And yet, when we went to China in 2006, we heard from the authorities in the area where Dan Nelson was how they revered this man and felt that he had been such a great influence on them. Or maybe we've got other ancestors who maybe didn't hear the call to go, but were forced out. I mean, we wouldn't be in America today unless there was something that went on back in Norway, Sweden, or some other European country. Or we think of refugees that have come today. Are they ones that are going to have come because God said go and made it happen? And they are in our midst to help us grow in our faith? What we need to understand is God is looking for us to have a heart to see what's going on around. A heart to see the need and then to find a way to serve. That God wants us to get out and move and sometimes commands us and sometimes encourages us and sometimes in the stillness and other times with a loud voice he's yelling, get out. See the need. See where your gifts are. Whether they be small or great, God can use them and make a difference. And then pray for direction to see where this God is leading you and have confidence that God will act. It was open to Tuli praying for his people that touched my heart to make me go to Africa. I wanted to spend all the time in South Africa. Worked on it for four years and finally we got to go, but South Africa wouldn't give us a visa to go in. And we ended up going in in the north end of, East, of Africa and spent four and a half months in Ethiopia where my heart was captured by the Ethiopian people. And one of the things that happened, I've shared before, we sang in a circle with a small uh, seven of us and had a group of people coming from all different churches and different villages around. And they were singing as they came. So there was gonna be about two to 3,000 people there outside underneath the trees. But as we sang, there was a man who had never heard the gospel and he heard this strange music I often say, I think he must have heard me. But he wanted, to, he ended up stopping to hear. 
And what he heard was that seven young people had came halfway around the world just to talk about Jesus. So he stuck around to hear what this was about. And he listened to the different preachers from Ethiopia. And when he went back to his village that it had no gospel uh, exposure, he told them about seven young people coming halfway around the world just to talk and sing about Jesus. Three months later, they came to the Ethiopian church and said, we now have a gathering and we now have a church in our village. Will you join us? Obadatuli praying for his people of South Africa in Seattle, Washington, helped form a church in Ethiopia. The Highland family were on their way. Phyllis in particular was on her way to China to be a missionary. On the way they were located in the Philippines when World War II broke out and she ended up being in a concentration camp. Suffered so much in that concentration camp. Saw so many horrible things. People dying, people who'd lost. Well, one of the guys that was a, uh, became a missionary later had been a strapping 200 pound man who was 115 pounds when they were liberated. She could have been angry at the Japanese for what they did, and at times she probably was. But God moved her and her husband to become missionaries to Japan. And that's where they served out the rest of their days. The Martinson family. Paul Martinson is one that I got to know who started an organization called China Service Venture. His grandfather, had been a missionary at the turn of the century in 1900 and 1903 or two, somewhere in there. The family had gone and he had what, uh, a little bit, got a little bit sick and so it wasn't a nurse or a doctor, but a per person who supposedly knew what they were doing gave him some medicine uh, with arsenic in it that was supposed to cure him. He got horribly sick and he turned to the guy and said, I don't want any more. But the guy was so sure that he was giving him a cure that he gave him twice the amount and the last thing the family heard was him in his room where he was screaming and yelling the 23rd Psalm as he passed away. Now his wife had five kids. She was isolated in China. The mission board said, you need to come home. She said, no, I was called here too. I am staying. But they cut off support for her and it was her church back in Jackson, Minnesota and other missionaries that kind of helped her survive for a year until finally she had enough to keep going. She was a missionary in China until 1949 when they were kicked out of China and then she went to Hong Kong and started a church there. Paul, her, her son became a missionary, became a Luther Seminary professor and during that time he decided that he wanted to get China Service Venture going to get back to China when it opened up its doors. And that's where I got involved when they came and said, let's start a camp in China. And the thing and the beauty of it was there were stories of faith that grew from those camps. Teacher who saw the servanthood of, of, of the staff said, I want to do that for my kids as I teach. 
came back the second year trying to learn more and at the end of the week when they were cleaning up and he was sweeping floors one of the Chinese students came up and said what are you doing you shouldn't be doing that you're a teacher he looked at the kid young man and said I am now a Christian therefore I serve but from 1900 to after into the 2010 15 Martinson's family has had a tremendous impact in China. I don't know where you are. Some people always ask, you know, I have a, two brothers that are pastor. I'm kind of a pseudo-pastor, I guess. My dad didn't like speaking in front of people. Soft-spoken, quiet. But he and my mom instilled in us faith that God would move. I don't know what kind of impact it will have in the future. I just know that God has used us. But most of all, he used my folks who lived a simple life of caring and sharing and of giving to be a blessing to others and passed it on to us. Now it is our job to do the same, and I'm guessing for you, you have parents that made a difference, that acted on God's calling to go and to share. And there will be people who are blessed because of what you do, where you go, how you live, how you share your gifts and blessings to change the world. The gospel is good news to a weary world, but we need to get out and go. Amen. Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand. I am tired, I am weak, I am worn. Through the storm, through the night, lead me My way grows drear, precious Lord, linger near when my life is almost gone. Hear my cry, hear my call, hold my hand lest I fall. Take my hand, precious Lord. And the darkness appears And the night draws near And the day is past and gone At the river I stand Guide my feet, hold my hand Take my hand, precious Lord, lead me Precious Lord, take my hand, lead me on, let me stand. I am tired, I'm weak, I am worn. Through the storm, through the night, lead me on to 
precious Lord, lead me home. We continue with our sharing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, and he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. in the promises of our covenant God, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. God of abundant blessing, your extravagant love for Abraham became blessing for all the earth. Make us instruments of blessing for others so that all may know your love. God of promise, you hear our prayer. Make every conversation in boardrooms and government offices, in community halls and household kitchens, contribute to the blessings that you intend for all creation. God of promise, you hear our prayer. Make every medicine, every healer, every prayer warrior, and all who heal instruments of your divine healing. Bring healing and wholeness to all who need care, especially Clara Gerrish, Richard Roos, Shirley Lentz, Ida Martinson, Jeanette Helling, Helen Jorgensen, Dave Christensen, Maury and Lee Nicholson, Scott Morgan, Jim Wade, Julie Dubois, Rachel Seacrest, Randy Goglin, Gary Fredrickson, Helen Erickson, Christina Burgett, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Kelsey Zamuda, Jean Hoisington, Arlene Johnson, Becky Anderson, Dixie and Shirley Tague. God of promise, you hear our prayer. Make every hungry belly, every unsheltered head, every sick soul and every exiled person find love acceptance, nourishment, housing, and aid. God of promise, you hear our prayer. With gratitude, we remember all the saints who have fulfilled your call to bring blessing to this world. Unite us again with them when all the world is made new. God of promise, you hear our prayer. Trusting in your grace and mercy, we lift these prayers to you 
In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Lord, listen to your children pray. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children pray. Send us love, send us power. As we remember all those that we prayed for, we also want to keep in mind uh, our call committee at NUIC as they look for a new pastor. I have just signed a new contract, uh, hopefully be for another three months until the end of the year, and hopefully there'll be somebody to be involved from there. And then again, to remember Ukraine and uh, people of Pakistan. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and to serve our neighbors. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us. The compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us and the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now.
Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. God will.